$100 MBA show, the daily business podcast that's there for you with daily business goodness every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. Did I mention it's daily? <laughs> As always, I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today's episode is a must-read episode. In our must-read episodes, I share with you a book that I've read recently that has really impacted me. I share with you some of its takeaways, some of the things I've learned from it, and why you should read it too. And today's must-read is a big one. After I read today's must-read, I definitely thought to myself, this book moves up in the top five books I've read of all time. Definitely when it comes to business. And that book is Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel is one of the founders of PayPal. He's also the co-founder of Palantir. Both companies are billion-dollar companies. But what makes this book so insightful is it's one of those books that changes the way you think as an entrepreneur. It's a mind shift. He challenges a lot of things you think are correct, that you think are the truth when it comes to business and entrepreneurship and innovation, when in fact he demystifies all of that in the book. I can't wait to get into the details of this book. So let's get into it. Let's get down to business. episode of the $100 MBA show is brought to you by our friends at HostPapa. HostPapa's powerful web hosting solutions and cloud-based productivity tools are perfect for small business owners, digital entrepreneurs, and freelancers. Head on over to hostpapa.com slash MBA and use our exclusive promo code MBA to save 15% off their popular shared web hosting packages. That's hostpapa.com slash MBA. I want to back up a little bit and I want to show you the full picture. And Peter talks about this in the book. The first team that Teal built has become known in Silicon Valley as a PayPal mafia. Now, it's playful. It's not an actual mafia. But it's called that because so many of the former colleagues and co-founders of the company have gone on and helped each other to start and invest successful tech companies. We're talking about billion-dollar companies. I mean, PayPal itself was sold to eBay for $1.5 billion, with a B, dollars in 2012. But since then, Thiel's co-founder, Elon Musk, founded SpaceX and Tesla Motors, both billion-dollar companies. Let's keep going down the PayPal mafia list. Reid Hoffman co-founded LinkedIn. Steve Chen and Chad Hurley and Jawad Kareem together founded YouTube. Jeremy Stoppelman and Russell Simmons founded Yelp. David Sachs co-founded Yammer. And Thiel himself co-founded Palantir, which is another billion-dollar company out there. Just to show you the magnitude of the brains of this operation, all seven of those companies are worth more than a billion each. But this book is not about the story of PayPal. It's the story of the way Peter Thiel sees business and innovation. And it's the story of how he's able to be so successful. It's the way he thinks. The book is broken up to many chapters. This is such an easy read. It's engrossing. It's gripping. Even if you're not into entrepreneurship. But let me go through some of the contents in the book. He starts out with the challenge of the future. He talks about lean startup dogmas. There's a huge chapter on competition is for losers. I'll go into that later. Businesses versus startups. Building a monopoly. A very controversial chapter in there. Foundations, recruiting, finding the best people, sales, seven questions every startup should answer. And he wraps up with companies are monarchies. So I'm not going to be able to touch on every single chapter, but I'm going to give you some takeaways that I love from some of the most prominent chapters. The first one, the challenge of the future. And he starts off with a very important question, important question that Peter has become known for asking other people. And that question is, 
What is something that you believe that most people don't? It's a tough question to answer if you think about it. Peter's answer to this question is most people think the future of the world will be defined by globalization, but the truth is it's technology that matters more. That question alone is worth the read. Think about that today. What is one thing that you strongly believe in that most people don't? That's how innovators get made. That's how innovation gets made. And this is very important, and he's going to lean upon the answer to this question later on in the book. He also has a chapter on lean startup dogmas, and he talks about some of the most common things that people say in startup culture, values or principles, and he kind of basically breaks them down and says, hey, they're all false, and he actually believes the opposite. Now, you can agree or disagree with Peter, but it's worth the read to just see why he thinks this way. Here are some of the things that he disagrees with. Make incremental advances. Stay lean and flexible. Improve on the competition. Focus on product, not sales. Now, Peter points out the opposite is actually valid. It's better to risk boldly than to work in a trivial fashion. A bad plan is better than no plan. Competitive markets destroy profits. And he talks about this in detail later on. I love this point right here. And lastly, sales matter just as much as the product. Now, I want to touch on this for a moment because a lot of people say if you create a great product, it will sell itself. You don't have to worry about sales. Well, Peter created a great product with his team, PayPal. I mean, it's incredible what it does. Changed the world of finance in a big way online. But they had to do some serious, serious sales and marketing. PayPal was known for its referral program at the start where they gave people $10 for referring somebody to use PayPal. So he points out that sales matters. You have to sell. You have to have some sort of marketing strategy. You can't just lean on the product itself. Let me keep moving on. Another thing that Peter really drills in this book is his thoughts on competition. He says competition is for losers. He says if you can recognize competition as a destructive force instead of a sign of value, you're already more sane than most. He doesn't like the idea of going into an overly competitive market. He's okay with going into a market that has one or two competitors, just so the market's proven. But he thinks it's a horrible idea to go into a a saturated competitive market. Peter shows a good example of this brutal competition at play with the U.S. airlines, serving millions of passengers that create billions of dollars of value a year. They only make 37 cents per passenger trip. Because they're competing with each other so fiercely, they cut down all expenses and have cut down their prices. 37 cents per passenger. It's crazy. On the other hand, Google has 100 times higher profit margin than all of the airline industry. Incredible. And why does he say that's incredible? Because Google has no competitors, really. I mean, yes, there's Yahoo and Bing, but they're far second and third. He's saying, dominate your market. He says, offer something significantly valuable a lot more valuable than the competition. So everybody's like, hey, it's a no-brainer. I got to use Google. He says capitalism means capital, but competition means there will be no capital left for you. All the capital will be spread amongst all the competitors. Now, you may argue that monopolies are bad, but this is true only in a world where nothing happens. In our world, it's possible to invent new and better things. Creative monopolies give customers more choices by adding entirely new categories of products. You see, Microsoft had a huge monopoly in its operating system. At the same time, Apple, iOS, and Google's Android emerged and overtook operating system dominance because of innovation, because they offered something far more valuable than the Microsoft solution. There's so much I want to cover, but I want to cover a couple more things before we wrap up. He also talks about business versus startup. He talks about when Twitter went public in 2013, it was valued at $24 billion, 12 times higher than the Times, the New York Times, that is. Now, Twitter was losing money while Times was earning $133 million a year. 
why do startups have such big valuations? How could they be worth $24 billion if they're losing money? The answer is cash flow. It is different between high-growth startups and low-growth businesses. You see, startups are projected to be more profitable in the future because of the cash flow they're having and the growth. Now, you might be saying, well, this is just semantics business versus startups. But the point here is, is that if you have a startup, by definition, you should be growing fast. But it should also be around for the long run. Ask yourself, would your business be around 10 years from now? I got more on today's topic, but before that, let me give love to today's sponsor, HostPapa. Choosing the right web hosting plan can be difficult. How do you know you're choosing the right plan? What do you really need? Can you grow with your web hosting? Well, HostPapa's complete turnkey solutions make it easy for small business owners, digital entrepreneurs, and freelancers to get a website up and running in no time. HostPapa literally has everything your business needs, including lightning fast servers, professional email, automated website backups, cutting edge security, and hundreds of cloud-based productivity tools. There's no limit to how awesome your website can be with HostPapa's super easy-to-use drag-and-drop website builder or their simple one-click WordPress installer. You can have an awesome website up and running in no time. And if you need extra help, they'll even give you a free dedicated 30-minute one-on-one training session with one of their experts. No other web host does that. So if you're a small business owner, digital entrepreneur, or freelancer, visit hostpapa.com slash MBA to check out what our friends at HostPapa have to offer. And because you're fans of the podcast, they're offering our listeners an exclusive 15% off new shared hosting accounts. Just use promo code MBA at checkout and receive 15% off. That's hostpapa.com slash MBA. Use code MBA to get 15% off powerful, reliable, and secure website hosting for small business owners. Guys, there's so much I want to cover in this book, but before I do wrap up, I want to cover one more point. And it's the one that's most controversial in the book, and it's called Building a Monopoly. And he talks about what does a company with large cash flow far into the future look like? And he says, a business that creates a durable monopoly. And there are four main characteristics, proprietary technology or information. Number two, network effects or virality. Number three, simple scalability. So it's scalable very quickly. And number four, branding, strong branding. To achieve this kind of growth, Peter shares two thoughts. And I'll wrap up with this. He says, start small and monopolize. It's always a red flag when entrepreneurs talk about getting 1% of a $100 billion market. In practice, a large market will either lack a good starting point or will be open for competition. So it's hard to even reach 1%. And even if you do succeed on gaining a small foothold, you'll have to be satisfied with keeping the lights on. There's cutthroat competition all around you. He says, instead, create dominance in a niche market. Then you can gradually expand into related and slightly broader markets. Google's a great example of this. They were a search engine, and now they're a lot more than that. They're a software company, they have Android. They're a hardware company, they create Google Glass and other products. But essentially, it started with the niche market of a search engine. The second thing he leaves you with is don't disrupt. And I love this one. Directly challenging large competitors will totally reduce your profits. He gives the example of Napster versus the U.S. recording industry. If you're as old as I am, you will remember how hot Napster was. I remember Napster became very popular when I was a senior in high school, but they made too much noise and therefore they went bankrupt because the recording industry took them down. On the other hand, look at iTunes. They didn't disrupt. They didn't make so much noise. And then they took them over and they made them do what iTunes wanted to do, offer their music for a dollar a song. 
Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's Must Read episode. I highly recommend you pick up Zero to One by Peter Thiel. It's a very easy read. It's one of my favorite books of all time, actually. I've really enjoyed it. I've moved it in my top five business books of all time. It was a game changer for me. It really made me think differently about a lot of things. And also, a lot of people that read it, after they read it, they say the same thing. They say they feel superhuman. They feel like they're able to do a lot of things that they thought they weren't able to do before. It's motivating. It's inspirational. And Peter is a great writer and delivers his message eloquently. Pick up Zero to One, guys. We'll put a link in today's show notes if you want to pick up the book over at 100mba.net slash MBA 695. Wow, we're reaching episode 700. Incredible. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Tomorrow we have another episode on The $100 MBA Show. So tune in for that. Hit the subscribe button so you get it automatically. All right, before I go, I want to leave you with this. Sometimes you need somebody to challenge the way you think about things. And Peter does this in Zero to One. He really challenges a lot of things that I thought were the truth when it came to business. And sometimes you need to be challenged. Even if you don't change your mind, you need to be challenged so you are firm with your beliefs. So always be on the lookout for books that do that, that really make you think differently and broaden the way you think about things. All right, I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.